You're listening to the Journeys of Scientists podcast put on by MSU WAMPS. These are casual conversations with graduate students in a variety of fields to learn about their experiences, research, and what brought them to where they are today. To keep up to date with future WAMPS events, be sure to check out our website at WAMPS.org and follow us on social media. We are MSU WAMPS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In this episode, we're joined by Nicole Hayes, who is a fourth-year PhD student in applied mathematics at MSU. Her research interests lie in machine learning, particularly with applications in biology. She also has a background in mathematics education and is passionate about teaching and mentoring students. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Nicole. Can you briefly introduce yourself? What is your area of study here at MSU? Yeah, hi, I'm Nicole. Um, I'm a fourth year grad student at MSU in applied math. Um, I'm working on machine learning right now. Um, my background's in um, biomedical engineering, actually. So I'm kind of interested in applications in um, biology, like medicine, those sorts of things. Okay. How does, can you can't explain what that, that is? Because there's a lot of different things. So you got math, you got machine learning, which sounds yeah. <laughs> like very computational sort of stuff or like engineering type stuff. You got biology, you got, you got it all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, um, my undergrad, yeah, I was in biomedical engineering, um, and I sort of realized, um, like, along the way that I didn't really want to be an engineer, um, but I really um, found, like, the subject matter interesting, um, and sort of found that what I really enjoyed um, in my coursework was mathematical modeling and simulation and and all that, Um, so that's sort of how I moved a little bit more toward the mathy side of it. Um, then I did a um, master's in applied and computational math um, to sort of like, you know, supplement the math things that I did during my engineering degree um, and kind of get a little taste of machine learning there. Uh, and so then took a couple of topics classes here at MSU um, during my PhD uh, in machine learning and kind of got into the research that way. So can you sort of explain how uh, machine learning kind of plays a role in, in whatever your research is? Yeah, so um, right now I'm working on a project, or I guess kind of just finishing up a project um, that looks at these different, uh, we're trying different machine learning methods um, in conjunction with like some deep learning methods um, to see um, how they perform on these five data sets um, that happen to be molecular data sets. Um, And so these um, data sets for one, for example, um, has uh, molecular information uh, that then is labeled as either um, like able or unable to penetrate the blood brain barrier. Um, so this information is really helpful, for example, in like drug design. Um, so um, when designing a drug, it's really important to know whether or not that drug will or won't penetrate this blood brain barrier, um, you know, depending on whether or not it should or shouldn't affect the central nervous system. Um, and so these um, uh, machine learning methods Uh, are sort of aimed at given a certain molecule, some molecular information, um, which can look a variety of ways. Um, Can we predict whether or not this molecule will uh, penetrate this blood brain barrier? Um, And so this is sort of useful in, like I said, drug design and drug discovery, um, because it can eliminate the need for so much like, um, like testing. uh, We can do a lot of testing in, um, uh, silica, which is like in simulations and stuff. And so it can co- sort of um, 
you know, bring down the cost of, of this process and speed it up considerably. Okay. And so then being, you know, since all your stuff is like in machine learning, why are you in the math program versus like the CMC program or, you know, something else like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I guess it's sort of, yeah, like a very, um, like small distinction, maybe not even really one at all. I mean, I do think that, um, I probably could be working on the same sorts of projects. Um, had I done something like CMSC, um, you know, which, which of course like would make sense given my background in engineering. Um, but, uh, a lot of what I did in college was like very theoretical, um, and very sort of like from, um, again, like the, the approaches that I liked were the ones that sort of came from the math side and like looked at, um, like modeling and, and sort of like how these things work theoretically. Um, and so I guess it's just more that I sort of like coming at things from that side, if that makes sense. Um, again, I feel like ultimately I could be working on the same thing. Um, but I do, I do sort of like coming at it from that angle. Okay. And so your degree was in, you know, biomedical engineering, right? Mm-hmm. Where was, where was that? Uh, that was at Johns Hopkins. Okay. Um, how did you get into that? Uh, yeah, so I actually, um, I really didn't even know about Johns Hopkins. I, I'm from Tennessee and, um, f- you know, like sort of down there, um, a lot of the like sort of um, like research colleges up like in that area. So Johns Hopkins is in um, Maryland and Baltimore. Um, I hadn't really like heard of. I I only really knew of like the big, you know, like the like the Ivy Leagues and like the big like state schools and stuff everywhere. Um, and so actually my swim coach in high school, um, is an alumna of Johns Hopkins. And so she was like, Hey, you know, do you want to like look at into going here? Cause she knew I was sort of interested in engineering in some aspect. Um, and then I actually was able to take a biomedical engineering class in high school. Um, my high school was kind of a, a fairly like small public school, but we had a, a pretty nice sort of engineering and like STEM program. Um, that, um, you know, allowed students to really sort of like dip their toes into engineering and, and like foster some interest in those, uh, fields. So my teacher for my bio, biomedical engineering class in high school, um, sort of really like, uh, helped me, um, like look into this as a possible like career, you know, like an, an education option. Um, and was like, Hey, you know, like you should really consider this as, as something to, to look into. And then Johns Hopkins has a really good program. So those things sort of uh, came together and, and got me to go there. So, yeah. Okay. And then, so you had mentioned that there's aspects that you didn't necessarily care for, hence why you decided to go into more yeah. kind of like applied mathematics sort of direction. Like, can you, can you describe that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, I guess so. Um, one of sort of the biggest uh, ways that I, I sort of identified that I didn't want to be in engineering um, was as part of sort of like our capstone in the program, we had to do uh, satisfy some sort of design requirement. And so that could look a couple of different ways. Um, you could be on a design team. Uh, you could take a class that sort of like, um, you know, incorporated like a big project that could be, you know, like your design project for your senior year. Um, and I just, none of these things looked appealing to me. Um, and I I never was really into the whole, like, you know, product design development, um, sort of the really like hands-on part of engineering, not to say that there aren't like jobs within engineering that deal more with, um, you know, there are jobs that deal more with like modeling and simulation and all that. 
Um, but just sort of the idea of like, you know, working to develop like a product, um, I wasn't really interesting to me. Um, and sort of, I guess the, the corporate world, I, I didn't, it, it didn't seem very like appealing to me either. Um, I'm very, uh, both my parents are in education. And so I'm like very familiar with sort of the world of education and that's, um, like felt a, a place where I fit in more, I guess. Okay. Okay. I have a very off topic question, but math yeah. related. So like, um, I've recently, cause I've talked to several math people now, and then, um, I've learned that when talking to them, I've been mixing up, um, topology and topography. Uh. Um, <laughs> Would you mind educating me on what the difference of these two are? Yeah, so I honestly, I'm probably not the best person to ask, but I have very, very limited experience um, in topology. But um, I I did take a class um, last year on topological data analysis. So this is like my very sort of limited um, limited sort of experience there. So topography, from what I understand, has to do with like maps, right? And like, um, like land. And like, if you look at a topographical topographical map, isn't it like the elevation and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't exactly know what topography is. But I do know topology looks at like, um, like spaces and sets, or like can look at spaces and sets. So like, okay, maybe a very sort of intro- introduction to topology that you see um, in math. Sort of the first time you see it is in. Um, maybe like an analysis class um, or a proofs class. So there's something called point set topology, um, which looks at like sets um, and like points within those sets. Um, And you can use topology to describe like if a set is open or closed um, or both or neither. Um, And so, yeah, that's sort of like the most basic, I guess, entry-level topology that you look at. So like, for example, like an open interval, you know, like with parentheses, like that's um, an example of an open set, um, and like with brackets would be a closed set. But, All right. Um, but yeah, I think you know, topology deals with like spaces and and stuff. So fantastic, thank you. So sort of like on this note, a little bit. It's like since you came from an engineering background, how was it transitioning into a PhD program in the math department? Yeah, yeah. So I um, I, I didn't mention this before, but um, when when I came straight out of college. Like I said, I was kind of like, I don't really want to do engineering anymore, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, And like I said, I I sort of felt like comfortable in education. And so I actually taught uh, high school math for three years straight out of college. Um, And uh, as part of that, I did a um, like a master's in teaching. Um, And so sort of my first, I guess, taste of like I don't want to say like, like real math, um, like after engineering was during that master's program. So I had to take, um, sort of an intro to proofs class, um, which like any math major would take is sort of like the transition from maybe like the calculus sequence of classes that like I had to take as an engineer, you know, I had to take up through like calc three linear algebra, differential equations. Um, and so then the intro to proofs class sort of like helps students transition from that into like higher level math, like more abstract, um, thinking and like how to prove things, because once you get past that, really you're doing mostly proofs. Um, so I had to take this sort of class, um, during my teaching masters. And I remember being like, I already know math, you know, like I took all these math classes as an engineer, you know, like, I think I, I know what I'm doing. And then I got into this class and I was like, Oh, I've never done this before. (laughs) Um, and 
And yeah, I, I was really glad that I took that class because I mean, if I hadn't, there's no way that I would have kind of gone down the rest of this road to the PhD. Um, because again, like I, I, I can't do, I couldn't have done the things that I've had to do in a PhD without that. Um, so that was sort of my first taste. And then, um, I did the applied in computational math masters after that, once I sort of had realized that I didn't want to teach high school anymore. And I wanted to try to go, um, into like further schooling in math. Um, and this master's was really, really helpful in sort of like bridging this gap between, you know, my engineering background and the things that I need to do in the PhD. So, um, yeah, that was like crucial. If I hadn't done that again, also, also I wouldn't have been able to, to really make it in the PhD. So, yeah, I, I think it's um, a lot of sort of like what we think about, like what math is, you know, um, it, it really doesn't look like that um, once you kind of go farther in it. So, yeah. How did you can end up on the path of becoming a, a teacher and can you kind of talk about that experience? Yeah. So um, a lot of it was sort of, um, it happened really quickly. It wasn't something that I, you know, was really like planning to do during my bachelor's degree. I wasn't like, you know, I don't want to do engineering. I think I'm going to become a teacher. I had sort of like floated the idea a few times, like with my parents and my like career counselor with people. Um, but it was actually, it's kind of sad. Um, there were a lot of people that I encountered at college who like, when I brought this up, were like, oh, like, that's kind of a waste. Like, why did you get an engineering degree? And then you're just going to go become a teacher. I was like, oh, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, um, like, I don't really agree with that at all. Um, and uh, so I, I kind of struggled actually for a while um, because I did feel like, you know, like what these people said kind of got to me. And I was like, you know, I, I spent all this time, you know, studying this and like, you know, Johns Hopkins, like is an expensive school, um, you know, and all that. And like, would that just be a huge waste? Um, but no, like, I, I don't think it was at all because, um, you know, even though I wasn't studying like to become a teacher and, and all this, um, everything that I learned in college has been useful to me, um, in the, the times that I've taught. So, um, and like the experiences I had as a student, um, I, you know, I was able to use those to sort of shape, um, how I decided I wanted to teach. So, um, so yeah, it was sort of like the seed, I guess, was planted during my undergrad, but I hadn't really decided. Um, and then I was talking to my mom actually after I graduated and was just like, I really have no idea what I want to do. Like, I don't know, like no, no job sounds good to me. Um, I just know that I don't want to do engineering. Um, and at that point I really just like, didn't want to do any more school also, um, but she was like, you know, you mentioned teaching before and I had also coached before swimming. She was like, you know, you really enjoy coaching. You enjoy like tutoring. I, you know, I think maybe you should try teaching. Um, cause my mom has, has been an educator for like her entire career. And I was like, okay, you know, I guess I'll try it. So, um, yeah, I, it really wasn't a very, like <laughs> something that was very planned. Um, but I'm really glad I did it. Um, I really love teaching. And um, like I said, I, I sort of realized I didn't want to teach um, like in a high school for the rest of my career, but I definitely, you know, no matter what I end up doing, want teaching to be part of my career in some way. Yeah, that's really cool. So you said that you did that for three years? Yeah. Okay. So then how did you, so where did you teach? Yeah. So um, after college, I moved back home to Tennessee um, and I taught actually um, in Georgia. So where I live in Tennessee is like almost in Georgia or, or like where I'm from in Tennessee um, is very close to the Georgia border. And actually a lot of the like pay and benefits 
in Georgia were better than the district uh, in which I lived. Um, and so you would see a lot of actually teachers who lived um, in like Southeast Tennessee go down and teach in some of the Georgia districts. So that's what I did. So um, I taught at a high school there. Um, I taught math, like uh, like algebra, geometry kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was very like, I've taught some classes um, at MSU um, and my teaching experience for those three years has been really, really helpful, <laughs> even in teaching these classes. So. Yeah. So how did you end up here at MSU? Uh, yeah, so I um, uh, sort of like, you know, during my teaching career, um, I kind of thought about trying to go back into engineering or not back into, but trying to go into engineering um, for a little bit. Um, just because I was like, you know, I never really gave it a chance. Um, and I had just sort of like written off any like future schooling, um, or any like jobs in that area, because I, I had just kind of decided that I didn't want to do it, um, you know, right out of college. But I was like, maybe I should give it a chance. Um, so I started looking at jobs sort of like in engineering or like adjacent engineering. Um, and, uh, my, my boyfriend who I met in college, um, had gotten a job at Ford um, in Dearborn. And so I wanted to move closer to him if possible. Um, and so I was looking at jobs like around that area. Um, and in my job search, I um, also kind of started looking at this master's program um, at the University of Michigan's Dearborn campus, um, which was the one that I ended up doing, which is applied in computational math. Um, and actually, like I wasn't even really planning on doing the program. I just wanted to take a few classes to sort of like get back into the groove of like engineering applied math stuff. Um, but then the uh, director of the program contacted me and was like, hey, why don't you just like do this master's program? I think you'd be a really good fit for it. And I was like, oh, OK, sure. <laughs> so um, so I did that. Um, and um, I ended up kind of just doing that. I, I didn't look for another job um, because I did that full time. And I tutored um, during that master's program, um, both like independently and through the, the school. Um, and then throughout those three years, I sort of was like, you know, like, I'm really enjoying this. Maybe I should try to do a PhD um, in applied math and um, really didn't expect, uh, you know, I, I never would have expected that that this is what I would have done because I was kind of like sick of school after my bachelor's. And then I ended up like staying in school, you know, indefinitely <laughs> at this point. Um, and so uh, I, you know, was looking at, at places around where I was there, which was in Dearborn. Um, cause I still wanted to stay kind of nearby. Um, and MSU was a really good option. Um, and I got in here. So, yeah. Do you happen to live next to like near MSU or are you still by the Dearborn or somewhere in between? Yeah, I live, um, near MSU. Like I live, I live near campus. So, um, yeah, I like being able to, to go on campus when I need to. So very nice. Very nice. And so, are you involved with any sort of extracurricular activities, you know, outside of your school schooling and research and all that? Yeah. So um, I've um, been a member of the Association for Women in Math uh, chapter at MSU uh, since I came into the, the program. Um, in this past year, I was the president for the um, our chapter. Um, so that's something that, yeah, I've been I've been part of. The whole time. Um, it's something I, I'm really passionate about. I think is really important. Um, I'm also, so all math grad students at MSU are automatically members of the American Mathematical Society chapter here too. Um, so that's something that um, 
it is really sort of like integrated um, with our program. Um, and they and like AMS is, you know, like a professional organization that has lots of, um, you know, like really cool sort of events going on all the time. Um, so yeah, those two, um, as part of uh, AWM, I, so I think you, your organization did this as well. Um, this uh, May, I got to help put on uh, an activity at the Girls Math and Science Day, um, which was really fun. So um, yeah, for those of you listening, it's a um, sort of like an outreach, like math and science um, event for middle school girls in the area. Um, and so we put on sort of like a mini like topology activity for them, um, which is really fun. Yeah. And then are you still like you had mentioned before that you were a swimmer? Do you still swim now? Um, Occasionally. Yeah, I so I only swam like through high school. I didn't swim in college or anything. Well, I, I did uh, like club swimming at Hopkins the first year of college, but then kind of um, was very busy and, and didn't do it anymore. Um, yeah, I still, I still swim occasionally. Um, MSU has a, a pool at, uh, I am West. So that's really handy. Very nice. Did you do any sort of like coaching or anything like that outside of like when you're in college or even now? Yeah. So, um, after my sophomore year of college, um, I went back home for the summer and, um, I actually helped coach my summer swim team that I had done like growing up. Um, which was so much fun. So I was like an assistant coach that summer. Um, and one of my best friends from high school who also swam with me, uh, coached with me that summer. So that was like a blast. Um, and then actually when I was teaching, um, high school, I helped coach the high school swim team, um, for two years there too. Um, which I love, like if I ever get the chance to do that again, I'm absolutely going to, to take it. Very nice. What's your favorite like stroke? Yeah. So I did butterfly. Um, so I guess that it's my favorite by default, but, but I really do like it. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's probably, um, it's one of the most difficult ones to sort of like grasp and like get, um, good at, I guess. And it took me a long time. Like I didn't get it for a long time. Um, it has like a a rhythm that you have to sort of figure out, um, and like a, a, a feel that you have to sort of become accustomed to. And, um, but like, once you figure it out, it's, it's so much fun to swim. Um, and I, I love like teaching people how to swim it because it's like, you know, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay. You know, like this is, this is kind of fun. Um, it, it's very easy to get tired swimming butterfly. Um, because if you're like working really hard to sort of like, um, so it's the one where you're like, like both arms are like coming over the water at the same time, like coming forward. Um, and so if you are like really sort of like pulling your arms up out of the water, you'll get tired like immediately. Um, but if you kind of like use your like body to, um, like be a little bit more efficient in like moving your arms over the water, it's easier to swim for a long time. So it's something that, yeah, I, I really enjoy sort of teaching people how to, um, swim like smarter and, you know, and enjoy it more. So. Yeah, because butterfly to me always seemed like the, the the hardest one, or is like the most you know taxing of every part of your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, like what you see a lot with with kids, like when they first learn it, is like they sort of lift their feet out of the water and like their head and their arms out of the water at the same time, and that will just sort of like make you sink right away. You know, so you're just like fighting the water the whole time, um, and yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Like when you first learn, you're like, how am I supposed to do this? But then, yeah, like once you get sort of like the rhythm, it um, it ends up being like kind of an efficient way to get through the water if we you know once you learn it. So, yeah, for sure. 
Well, sort of wrapping things up a little bit now, um, I'd like to ask people if you have any advice for like people thinking about going to grad school or like first year grad students kind of adapting to that lifestyle. Yeah. So something that I always uh, struggled with as a student and like still um, am not very good at um, is asking for help. Um, and so I would say like, for sure, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and definitely take advantage of, um, like the time. So, I mean, I don't know how it is in, in every program, but like in math, um, our qualifying exams, um, are sort of like done by the first, by the end of the first year, um, or the beginning of the second year. And so that first year is sort of like very intensive, um, and like very focused on these qualifying exams. Um, we don't have to teach our first year um, because the, the um, like the math um, department really wants us to focus on getting these qualifying exams done so that we can sort of, you know, then move on to research and, and everything. So um, I would say take advantage if that's how your program is set up of this um, sort of like uh, time during the first year, especially to work with people um, in your program, work with the other first year students. Um, because you can really develop like a strong um, relationship with them and like working relationship and and do like work together. Um, I feel like I didn't take advantage of this so much during my first year. And then also um, COVID happened during the middle of my first year. So we kind of, you know, lost the option to really work together as closely as um, people normally would. So I I feel like I, I really uh, missed out on a lot of that, but that that would have been really helpful um, having seen people who have sort of a more traditional first year. So, um, and yeah, like I said, don't be afraid to ask for help um, from like your peers and from your professors. Um, I know I felt like an undergrad that I was supposed to do everything myself. And that if I like couldn't understand something on on my own, that it was like a personal failure, which doesn't make any sense because, you know, like your, your professors are there to help you, your TAs are there to help you. So um, you know, don't think like you have to appear like, you know, everything all the time. I think that's good advice. Thank you for coming on. It was fun talking with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me.